Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. Hey, everybody. Howdy. So, we got a slightly different crowd today. Uh, this is Liza, and we have Knock. Hello. Stan. Good evening. And then we got James. Hey there. We don't have a nickname for either of you, and Mason. <laughs> hey, what's up? We need to get. We need to work on nicknames. Oh, I'm going to start thinking about that one. That's a good thing to think yeah, about. Uh, listeners out there, I uh, want you to submit some nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a, though, the power of the internet in the world. Though Hardass came by today to announce that he is now Dr. Hardass. He is you. a doctor now. He's legit. Is it, is it Dr. Hardass or Dr. Exxon? <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I like Dr. Exxon. <laughs> now you have to listen to him. He's a doctor. As, no, but, you don't. As his, mom, <laughs> as his own mom said, but if you get sick, do not call him. <laughs> no. So, uh, Stan is here to share with us his crash story. Okie dokie. You recently crashed, and there's the sound of a bike leaving. What is that? Jake, that's Jake. What is he riding? Harley? Sounds like Harley. I don't remember what it is. kind of like one. I didn't get a good look at it. Sounds like something else. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, So, Stan. Tell us what you remember of your recent okay. crash. This okay. is what, three weeks out now? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's three weeks ago. It was Saturday night, Memorial Day weekend. I was uh, on a kind of a BMW camp out riding weekend with uh, Rich's gang. Um, I don't know if y'all know Rich Sanderson. And yeah. We, we all tend yeah. to, twice a year, L- we go to on ride, kind of ride a, to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely rich. It's definitely rich. So uh, about twice a year. We do kind of a three-day riding weekend, Memorial Day weekend traditionally, and uh, the other one is traditionally the weekend after Labor Day, uh, coincident with the Reno Air Races. So the uh, Memorial Day weekend is usually coincident with uh, Cent- is it Central California BMW um, NorCal. I don't. I've not actually never anyway. been. Okay. Well, it's it's hosted by them. Um, it's over the years. It's been in either uh, Mariposa on the way to Yosemite. Or it's been in uh, Auburn. Oh, I don't know. It changes every year. Well, it's tr- it's it kind of goes in years. They get they eventually get kicked out of one or the other, and they move back. I know. <laughs> I, I avoid it every year because isn't there camping involved? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So it's it's actually easy camping. It's at a fairgrounds. Um, it's tents on a like a lawn. I glamp. Hmm. Glamp. It's glamorous camping. Okay. Well, this is kind of that way. There's there's showers and bathrooms. Oh. And, you know, so really the worst part of it is a beer tent. That's the key. That's really the reason we go there is because they <laughs> have a beer tent. <laughs> and uh, be, uh, I think domestics are two tickets, which is two bucks, and uh, imported are usually three bucks or three tickets. That's pretty So good. that's our whole point in going there. We don't actually do anything else with this particular event. Knowing Rich, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. You're like so, a real biker, dude. You just go to places to drink and chill out. Pretty like, much. That's pretty cool. Pretty much. Uh, and, and then the tents are there and stuff are there for those of us that are just too cheap to spend money on ho- real hotels. <laughs> nice. And there's not usually a lot of hotels in those areas. And if they are, they fill up or they're full of like small animals that generally don't tend to sleep well together. <laughs> so let's see. So we had been up there Friday. Did a lot of riding. I think we went up to Yosemite as part of the ride, a couple of the back ways. Um, 
Saturday, we pretty much rode up what's called the Little Dragon. There's this whole section of Highway 49 that goes uh, from yes. about Mariposa to I'm blanking on the Coulterville. Um, You're good. Okay. So so we do this, and it's always a lot of fun. Um, Saturday, Friday got off to a rough start because um, a girl by the name of Roxanne, she's got a nice little uh, Ninja 300. She just got oh. She, well, we got exactly two turns into the Little Dragon, and she ended straight in. She basically augured straight into the side of the road. Oh, wow. She went where she looked, and I was right behind her, and what I got to see was the bottom of her her bike and her helmet going into the rocks in front of her. Ooh, bummer. Right. So, you know, she got a little freaked. Um, It's one of those things where we realized one of the lessons learned out of this ride for that part of it was that... You know, you need to have been riding for a couple few years and be pretty comfortable, right? Um, yeah. And not still struggling with making sure you concentrate really hard on where you're going. Yeah. So she was very good. I didn't know at the time until after she crashed that Rich said, yeah, she's only been riding for four months. Yes. Well, and four months. so um, so her bike pretty much was unrideable. Yeah. So somebody pulled it up, said, yeah, I'll try to ride it back. Well, the forks were kind of... The caster was all wrong because the forks were kind of back towards the engine and stuff. <laughs> oh, and it's a Rich, shopping cartwheel, basically. It, pretty well, worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, they don't stir real well that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, lots of broken stuff. Um, sh- you know, shift linkage, all the junk on the left yeah. side. She was okay though, for the most part. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. She was mostly. Yeah. You know, the, the quite a bit. what do you call it? The adrenaline. Yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was young. Right, so, so she, she's really she had a great attitude. She's more, more upset about messing up the ride because she'd been looking forward to this for did, months. So did she keep going? Or? No, she ended up. We waited, hung around there for uh, somebody to come by with a truck. Okay. A, a nice guy with a four service truck waited with us, and she apparently her mom lives in Mariposa. Oh. Right? And her mom didn't really know she had a motorcycle. Oh. <laughs> so this was the beginning of one of those complicated, you have what? That's kind a good of point. Do, James the, and Mason, do your moms know you have motorcycles? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, do I, they I know them, you ride them? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I told them after I got mine, after I bought it. So that way they can... They were stuck. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they couldn't yeah, do anything about that. it. I've been riding for about 50 years, starting age seven, legally for about 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so there's more stories there. So anyway, so we waited. She got picked up. Life was good. We did our rides um, Friday up in Yosemite. Had a blast. Um, I, if you've ever done this, you, you need to do it. Did you want 20? Um, 140, mm-hmm. and then also there were two of them. We did the South, the Merced River, on the other entrance. Oh, nice! And then we always go into the Awani, have a beer, hang out, you know, admire all that stuff up there, and then ride out. Great road, great scenery up there. It is, Amazing. it is. The, the only bad part is Friday on a Memorial Day weekend. You can imagine there's a bit of traffic. Oh yeah. And so we always kind of cheat. There's a, a detour. Uh, one of the routes coming in. It's um, there's. There's a washout on one side of the river, and they have you stop at a light for about 15 minutes because it's uh, one lane mm. metered. Meter, yeah. That doesn't so, count for motorcycles. Well, it doesn't. So what we learned a couple few years ago is when that happens, we just all ride up to the front right next to the light. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, all the cars are all backed up, and then poof, we take off, and you have 15 minutes of no cars. The car's <laughs> wonderful. The car <laughs> it is absolutely awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Um, so did that. Um, had a great time Friday. You know, Roxanne. Needless to say, had to drop out her and her boyfriend, which is too bad. Um, uh, Saturday, we did the whole boy. We did, went all over the place. Raymond, um, God, I can't remember the name of all the roads. It was a blast. Saturday was just wonderful. Not too many cars. Taywards always got a, a good set of roads to go on. Right. And again, most of us have been doing this for many years, so it's not too uncomfortable. 
Um, so let's see. So Saturday wrapped up pretty well. Went came back into Mariposa. Decided out we're gonna all meet for one last ride after we dumped all of our stuff from the day. Um, we're gonna gonna meet at a coffee shop at one in Mariposa, and we're gonna go to dinner at what's called the Triangle Cafe. It's on the south edge of Mariposa. Beautiful road around the back of Mariposa. Um, it's the first right turn off of 140 on the way to Yosemite from Mariposa. So we take off. Um, interesting part of this coffee shop. So we're in the coffee shop um, and making small talk with the coffee shop owner. It's truly just a coffee shop. You know, it's one of these places that's smaller than the garage here. They serve coffee drinks and whatever. We got to talking about hospitals while we were in there. And, and the <laughs> proprietors, she said, you know, yeah, just be glad you don't have to ever go to our hospital because it's terrible. It has like four rooms, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Well, 20 minutes later, I was there. So we take off. Um, before we take off, the first thing that we see is uh, Matt Payne. Do you all know Matt Payne? I know that name. He's one of Rich's friends. He's another one of these kids that started as a co-op at Plantronics. Okay. Quality engineer or something. He bought my old FC6. Okay. Um, well, um, we're standing in the coffee shop. And we look at his FC6. We're smelling burning plastic. And uh, his front fender, the mounts had broken in the back of it. There's four mounts on the fender. There's two mm-hmm. in the front, two in the back. <laughs> the back two had broken. <laughs> and the fender was laying against the tire. Right. And I have a picture you uh, can look at. But it's a big wad of mushed plastic is what, what used rubbed. to be his front fender. Because it was rubbing against the tire the entire day. And it just melted. It just in. melted, blew back, and it was yeah. this big pile, I, I swear to God, two, three inches thick of gushed <laughs> And it just plus. keeps pulling it, but yeah. Yeah, it kept making it worse. So we, we stayed for a couple minutes, took off the fender, argued about who was going to carry the fender because we wanted to try <laughs> saving it to look at it. It was nothing left of it. So we finally gave up, and somebody threw it in the bushes. This is right outside <laughs> the coffee shop. With the promise that, oh, we'll come back and pick it up. Right. <laughs> right it up right who's even remembered that it was even there yeah so we take off beautiful um short ride down 140 towards yosemite first right turn is triangle road we've been on this road before um let me t- put some timing on it it's about 6 30 we're on our way to dinner um it's uh, not quite dusk right let's see what do we know about dusk and wildlife and stuff oh, dusk the, and the, dawn. Critters, the critters like to play yeah yeah, oh, yeah. so okay um GPS showed us we were actually pretty relaxed. There, there's about four, four or five people in front of me. Rich and the R1, and God, I think, uh, I think Lanny. No, actually, Hugh was. Hugh was. There was about four or five people in front. I just want to jump in and say the amount of miles Rich puts on his R1. You guys know what an R1 sport? Yeah, bike is, I've right? seen his bike. Yeah. How he rides distances. He's riding with people on touring bikes, and he just... He's yep. no, no thoughts at all about going to Salt Lake City, for example. I know. Yeah. He's, got on, 40, on he's doing bike. the 40,000-mile service this weekend, and he, it's probably two, three years old, maybe? <laughs> two, three years old? <laughs> no, right? I think that's that one, miles, yeah. And I think he fits because he's got a b- little bit of a beer belly, <laughs> and it just, I think it, it just it props right against the tank yeah. perfectly, and it just sort of... you know, It's it, like a it's, Lego piece. Most of us would need like a backrest and a recliner, but for him, it just fits. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty cool. Well, anyway, so we're not going very fast. Um, It's a little two lane. It's probably a lot like uh, uh, Graham Hill. You've been Mm -hmm. on Graham Hill. It's a lot like that road. Kind of some houses here and there because you know it's sort of not quite suburban. Graham Hill also notorious for deer. Yes, yes. I've never seen a deer there. There's more to that. Yeah. I yeah. So 
I think literally 7.9 miles from leaving the coffee shop, come around a corner, 30, it was Mark 30, you know, considering the group we're with, whatever it's marked, you can usually add 20, right? Just because right. who we are and whatever. Well, we weren't even going that fast. We're on our way to dinner, right? Um, so I'm kind of mid-pack. I'm in the R1200RT. It's uh, 2011. Got about 30,000 miles um, in the last couple and a half years. You guys know what the R1100RT is? Yeah, so yeah. this is Fair, basically full fairing, bike. touring bike. I've got a model up on the wall yeah. there. But yeah, full fairing tour, touring yeah, bike. Yeah, it's basically oh, okay. a cop bike with one yeah. less battery and not black and white paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay. if you've seen one of those, you know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, come around the corner. Um, I'm trying to remember who was in front of me. It wasn't Taylor Hugh. I'm blank on who was in front of me exactly. But uh, Robert Egeter, he's done his Moto Guzzi. And then I think Matt Payne. Matt Payne was right in front of me. FC6. Come around the corner. Um, marked as 30. And the last thing I remember was a, lar- a brown animal jumping and that's pretty m- and then sky ground sky ground sky ground about i don't know how many times and that's all i remember wow um so it ran right out into the middle yeah, of the it path. essentially jumped what robert robert who was immediately behind me mm-hmm. said that it jumped just about landed in the center of the lane from the left side of the road mm-hmm. um and then as it started you know just as it started to move that's when i appeared wow so it was just that fast i mean i didn't even have time to think about nothing no brakes no thought about go to the left, go to the right, you know, nothing. Not even a chance to think. Just the eyes are like, uh, boom. Yeah. Down and out. Um, GPS track, GPS was on. Um, and GPS track showed it was like, we had varied from like 35 to 50-ish up until that point. And at, that, at the moment of impact, it was 43. Um, and from 43 to zero was just about two seconds. Wow. Right. Um, Robert, who's behind me, his only comment was he's never seen somebody fall that fast and that hard. It was kind of like a high side. Right. What I'm thinking, still don't know. I looked at the bike. I just looked at the bike for the first time yesterday, three weeks ago, three weeks later. Didn't see any fur or anything on the front of it. So what Robert figured happened, what what must, the only thing we could explain is that the deer hit the front wheel, knocked it over, which essentially... I don't know if you've, you know what yeah. happens when you turn your wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of leans the opposite way it's being turned, right? Um, and so it just, I was just down, just that fast. Yeah, so the deer basically levered your tire into counter steering you off the bike. It, it, right. It, instantaneously, exactly. Yeah. Deer died, right? Somebody, I had people take a few pictures. I had this clear, Good for clarity you. of mind. <laughs> take that. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. You know, kamikaze comes to mind. Yeah. It was successful because it took me out too. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so okay sky ground sky ground robert said i rolled like a cigar for a while (laughs) you know as you can imagine you know rolling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i have a broken clavicle a couple of ribs and sternum um they 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 kept me in this hospital i got picked up by mts i i woke up i guess a couple minutes later after robert had pulled over and they were they said i was laying there with my eyes open and they were yelling at me and nothing was happening Mm. So I woke up with, out of what I thought was a dream, and all of a sudden it's like there's people looking at me, and I'm thinking, oh my god, that wasn't a dream. Oh wow! Right? It was. I was out. Yeah. So um, one of the one of the other little mental side effects: the helmet's trashed, luckily, but I had it. Um, I had the uh, 
I'm not sure what you'd call it, but I had the sparkly stuff on my left side. Mm-hmm. When you look, if you if you ever had a migraine, anybody oh, have migraines? Yeah, uh, the, the stars. Blood in you the stars yeah, the stars. Yeah. I had yeah. that for Back a couple of few hours socket, afterwards. Yeah. Oh wow! So yeah. um, so certainly concussed a little bit. Yeah, very likely, very <laughs> yeah. likely something something as you can imagine. Um, if you look at the helmet, it's the the rash is all on the left side. Mm-hmm. Um, the bike, they said the bike kind of continued sliding. Being in our, our bike, it has that big cylinder that sticks out of the left side, um, and they said it kind of teetered. As it was sliding, you know that with the cylinder as a fulcrum, oh, right. yeah. right. it was rocking back and forth between grinding off the mirror and grinding off the side case, <laughs> breaking wow. off the foot peg, all that stuff. Wow! Um, um, the side cases were actually a good thing because between the cylinder head and the side case, you know, it could have done very bad things to my leg if my leg were underneath right. it at that time. Um, I ended up with a broken left heel. I still don't quite know why. I, my suspicion is it probably was briefly caught between maybe the foot peg and the ground. Right. Possibly. Not sure. It's cracked. But and there's nothing they can do except, you know, just stay off of it. There's no cast or anything you put on it. Yeah. Might you have flipped over and hit heel first? No? <sighs> Don't know. But Because if you look at the boot, there's a very sharp kind of a mark. Oh, yeah. And so so I, I looked at the, bust, the busted foot peg mount thinking, I wonder if that's what actually It was the left it. foot and the bike went down on its left side. Yes. So, the, yeah, the bike had to come down. That's my suspicion. On you. Don't really quite know. Obviously, right. never don't think I'll ever <laughs> will know. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, um, on the ground, um, it's pretty serious rash on the right palm. Yeah, so, Mason, you haven't seen this this is his glove so take a look now and this is this is three weeks later it was uh i would say probably three inches diameter yeah and wow. we're talking no skin right down to yeah. so these stuff. gloves are we would call these vented like summer gloves mm-hmm. yeah they're alpenstars smx sixes they yeah. were they're, they're sold ostensibly for supermoto Right. But clearly they're supermoto styled. And they're yeah. mesh mm-hmm. with padding and leather mm-hmm. sewn on them. But yes. there's nothing I noticed there's nothing on the palm. Or the well, what's palm. on the palm there is was ground off. It does have some reinforcement on it yeah. if you look at it's it. Like it doesn't have leather. anything to slide. Um because well, I I know yeah. that apparently that's important because if you if you're gonna go down, there's a chance that you're gonna put your hands out. Oh, absolutely. And you want some kind of Well it looks like it's got surface. a couple layers of leather yeah, sewn on there. It does. The the thing I noticed about these is it's got these reinforcements, but there's a big gap in between them. And mm-hmm. if you look at it, the the threads all ripped right out. Yeah. If there's threads in there yeah. in the separate pieces, they will come apart. Well, basically everything blew out. I mean, on the the tops of the the backs of your fingers, where it has pads over the knuckles, but the mesh on the sides blew out, so yeah. your fingers were exposed. Yeah, the mesh and essentially don't count on it doing anything except being stuck inside the wound. And you've got mm-hmm. a couple layers of leather in the palm, but it just blew through that because they're thin layers stacked Absolutely. on one another. And, and this road again was probably like your basic Graham Hillish, where it's kind of mm-hmm. relatively coarse. Right, and it doesn't take a whole lot. Yeah, I'm so surprised there's nothing. Traffic road, typically. Um, actually, it is. It's a residential road. Okay, it's yeah. right on the backside of Mariposa. What are you going to say, Mason? Oh, I'm surprised there's nothing on the knuckles. Well, it, the it, back they are of your padded. Hand. That's what that kind of that foamish stuff is on there. But, yeah, but, but it's, it doesn't look hit. like it's scraped or anything. No. Yeah. I have no idea why. I mean. Well, because it, probably as you were saying, 
everything, if it's not tight to your body, it's twisting. So the padding gets caught and twists around to the side and exposes the weak yeah. sides. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll have to take a photo and put it on the webpage for that. Yeah, I got one. I got some photos of yeah. your gear I'm going to put up. So that's like that uh, artificial leather, right? Like what they made mechanics. Some of it looks like it's real based on how it's uh, construction. It's just not really great quality, obviously. Right. Um, it's not definitely not deer skin because deer skin is much more amorphous and cross-linked. Right. Um, ca- cow skin comes in all different grades, and it tends to be much more layered. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's an it's there's a, I got a whole bunch of learnings out of this. So, so. Uh, describe your suit because your knees got yeah some I, both, both knees ended up uh, pretty kind of chewed up. Um, one of them, there's no nerves at the moment in my left knee, so I can kneel on the floor and it feels like I'm not touching the floor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, the right one, it went down to the, what do you call it, the scapula? Or the, the yeah, kneecap? The knee, the, patella. Ooh. Patella. Yep. Patella, that's right. Um, scapula is a shoulder, shoulder blade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that one's still getting better. Um, it's they've, they've all shrunk a lot. Um, the... Uh, I have to point out, your injuries are very similar to the ones I obtained when I was wearing no gear on the freeway, doing mm-hmm. 60. Yeah. And That's, you were wearing full gear and I had, had similar a, injuries. Exactly. Well, how suit? fast did you stop on the freeway when you crashed? I didn't. I slid. Yeah, so probably because Stan stopped so quick, right? No, well, well, no. I was sliding. <laughs> well, see, mine was a comparable to, I think, to a high side. Yeah. If you can think of what a high side mm-hmm. is like. Yeah. You know, Picked it's a pretty a hard impact and not a, no sliding to speak of other than probably immediate impact and then rolling. Yeah. yeah. So um, sitting there with the EMTs, right? They woke me up. I first thing I, I had this, this, I couldn't breathe. Obviously yeah. knocked the wind clean out of me. Couldn't breathe at all. Um, so first thing I'm starting to do, everybody around me is freaking, is I'm taking my helmet off. I got to get this helmet off because I couldn't breathe, couldn't breathe. So I get it off, and I said, get me off the road. I'm in the middle of the road. I don't want to be in the road. They let Busy you road. take your helmet off? Well, they didn't stop me. They, I was too fast. Oh, <laughs> right. They probably should have. Yeah. But I just, I had to get it off. I, ha- I always wear a, a head sock or a balaclava because uh-huh. mm-hmm. it's always easier to wash than a helmet. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's actually cooler. Mm-hmm. So I to the, to this day I always have earplugs, balaclava. You know, I'm one of those. If I don't if I don't wear my gear, I feel like I can't ride. So um, laying on the side of the road, kind of in a bit of pain, as you can imagine. My left arm is actually was pretty badly rashed from about the shoulder all the way down to not quite. Uh, I don't know mid mid forearm. So let's get into that real quick. What the weak link in your gear was, because you were wearing a one-piece. I was a wearing a, a one-piece, reasonably good quality, Olympia Phantom. Um, so you didn't see this, Mason. He was showing it to us in the car before. So, you know, the mm-hmm. one-piece zip-up right. suit, and it's got zippers for vents all mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. which apparently is a weak link. Yeah, well, the way this one is designed, it's got these nice mesh vents and it's got Velcro flaps covering everything up. But when and it it's goes hot, from like the bicep to yeah. just uh, above your wrist to yes. mid-arm. It, uh, it does. Right. Big air scoops, essentially. But, yeah, exactly. Arms. And it's the Velcro, the Velcro that covers it is meant to be folded back to act as an air scoop. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, when it's open, there's nothing actually bonding the elbow pads and stuff around your arm. Just some mesh fabric. Yeah, it's just mesh fabric, but now it's loose. Right? Whereas mm-hmm. if it's closed, you can adjust straps to tighten the elbow pads against your arm. Mm-hmm. Well, because the vents were open. Um, generally speaking, when you put a soft object and a soft object together, they tend to stick. And forward momentum of your arm makes it all rotate, or forward momentum of everything. You slide on top of your fabric. Um, 
I clearly, whatever hit, it stayed, but my arm and everything kept going. So my arm blew right throughout the venti. Mm-hmm. So, I have pictures of my arm hanging out of the venting with so blood yeah, and So basically, all over. yeah. So the wow. venting blew up and your arm is just hanging out like it a chicken out, wing. It came out just like that. As you're sliding. Mm-hmm. So th- this particular suit, because of the way suits are, right? When, the pat- when your protective pads are attached to the suit, whatever the suit does is where they go. Yeah. Right? Um, one of the lessons I learned is that I'm going to go get one of those mesh armor things like a bone or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. like where it stays on you underneath. and then the suit can move around outside of it without this, this is a good issue. point because i have a lot of jackets that i like them a little bit loose because it's more comfortable mm-hmm. and it's like I, they do have those <laughs> straps to strap it down and but, you're supposed to do that and now's why because your knee knees rotate around to mm-hmm. the back side of the pants that have no protection mm-hmm. so so if you look yeah. at the knees on both on the suit that the knees are perfect they are rashed through on the back of the knee yeah. Where they rolled over, where where they sli- rolled around, while I continued forward mm-hmm. until they could tw- could twist no more and wore right through and took me with it. So, the lesson is okay. I know you want to be comfortable, but if you let those pads rotate, they aren't going to help you. Mm-hmm. I learned the same thing, by the way, with arrow stitch. I have arrow stitch too. Same thing happened. Real stupid low side getting on to Seventeen South at uh, Granite Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. Spun the pad, spun my arm went right through the side ab- next to the padding. Hmm. Not with the arrow stitch has a much larger pad, and it's still twisted enough yeah. for that to happen. So, what could mitigate that? Like having an actually more form fitting suit, better well, sized gear, or all the above, yeah. all the above. Um, so, what what I decided is I get overheated pretty quick. I like being comfortable, and so what I've learned is I'm going to do is I'm going to get one of those things that holds your pads, kind of like if you, when you went dirt bike riding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On a dirt bike thing, the pads are not attached to your pants or your jersey, right? They're on to your person. They're on you. Yeah. And then all that other stuff can move all over. Yep. And so I'm going to start taking that approach. Um, I'm also kind of lazy. So I'm going to try to get one of those things where you put the whole shirt on instead of having to strap all the individual stuff That's on. what I had dirt mm-hmm. biking. It was awesome. Yeah. It's just really convenient. That's what I've migrated to over the years. I have like a 661 or something that yeah. I used to take so long putting all my pads on. I got to the point where I wasn't doing it. I thought, you know, this is not good. So I got the, the mesh thing, and then I whipped that puppy on. I've even got the neck br- brace attached to it. So I oh, put it right. all on at once, zip yeah. it up, I'm done. Right? And then I could throw my jersey on or whatever. And I'm going to do the same thing for the street now going forward. Sounds um, like a good plan. Yeah. So um, so, so that's that's what I learned. Um, the uh, pads are nice, but if you don't keep them where they belong, they don't really do a damn thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. What else did I learn? Um Deer. What we decided is, um, actually, on our trip, we're doing this trip twice a year. I mean, I really look forward to it every year. I've been doing it for five or eight years. Um, we're, we decided, you know what? We don't really do anything at this rally. There's no reason. We don't even take Monday off. We take Friday off. We do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we could do that any day, any weekend. So we decided we're going to move away from Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Not as crowded, right? Not as many people. Uh, we also decided, you know, if we're going to do a ride dusk not really good idea yeah. <laughs> right um deer we don't really have a whole lot of control over those guys anymore and you have control over where potholes are completely put completely unpredictable creatures yes yes yeah. i think their squirrels are comparable in terms of intellect i think yeah yeah right they're just very large dangerous squirrels yeah um yeah oh so i'm down they got me picked up i'm off the side of the road 
few people took pictures, so I, I do have some pictures of what I looked like, even though I have no memory of most of this, <laughs> which is embarrassing. <laughs> Very embarrassing. And just well, like, you know, just sitting there, kind of like this glazed look, and, yeah, you know, blood and stare. You know, stuff, and um, taking the suit off, the EMTs loading me in the truck. Um, they hadn't even finished lo- uh, loading me into the truck, but the neighbor were already working on hauling away the deer. <laughs> yeah, cue banjo music here. Yeah. So it's one of those kind of neighborhoods. Sounds like another regular weekend for those guys. Like, meh, dinner uh, yeah, served. Kill. Yeah. So a uh, few of the guys followed my bike on the tow truck. Turns out I was only about a mile and a half from the towing yard. The very very next right turn would have been the right turn to town and towing yard. Um, they followed the truck over there to make sure everything was hauled off. And they said just from where we were to there and back, they saw three more deer. Mm. Oh, wow. Right. Um, so, again strong lesson learned is if you're out there when the deer are out either make sure you're in a place where you can see them on the side like in this case it was a brief section where the trees were right up to the edge of the road so essentially that for all i know this deer jumped out from behind a tree i didn't no warning yeah i I see deer all the time on the sides of the road i see them crossing but this is one where they kind of were i was ambushed and if that's the case be aware of that yeah right be aware they're out there and they're big and it's I'll be hitting a person. So I'm sitting there. They, they have the deer. They haul me off. I get an uh, uh, ambulance ride to the Mariposa Hospital. Four emergency rooms. That's all. Mm-hmm. Many hours wait, for, depending on what you're there for. Somebody was waiting there for stitches for about six hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. And by that point, it's like, why bother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just grab the super glue and leave. Right. Exactly. Um, I had a similar experience at Dominican, but... Yeah. wasn't quite as bad okay well no this is this is bad again the, the lady in the, the uh, coffee house said yeah be gl- glad you're not going there in 20 something minutes later i mean there <laughs> yeah yeah so um well shakespearean there's, uh, there's a lesson um, <laughs> so um hauled off the deer hauled off the bike so take me back i'm in the emergency area of this hospital for probably four hours I, I, they moved me eventually after midnight to uh, a much uh, an equipped trauma center, they were really worried because I had this bleeding behind the sternum. Mm. Oh, that wow, bad man. things could happen, right? Yeah, right. You don't want a clot cutting loose near your heart and doing bad things around your lungs. Um, so I'm in there. The guy who's cleaning the wounds, boy, oh boy, you think you have and it had pain. Wait till <laughs> they are picking rocks mm-hmm. and things out. Yeah. It's yeah. always the worst. Okay. They take the little brush and scrub it out of you. Uh, pretty like, much. Yeah. Pretty much. And there's no amount of morphine that makes all that go away. They'll yeah. stick their fingers in. Like, we'll scrub. And pull everything and, out. You know, peel yeah. things off and go, oh, I didn't get one right. <laughs> I better do it over again. Yeah. Well, the EMT, um, he said, he, he's a writer. He said he quit because on Triangle Road, not too much farther down from where I was, he hit a bear. Oh, jeez. With a ninja. Oh. He did, said he didn't actually fall. It was a small bear, and he hit it, and it was like going over a log. <laughs> wow. And that was that was his, you know, everybody has, as you age and your reaction times change, everybody has their signal for when you stop yeah. doing crazy things. And that was his signal, hitting a bear <laughs> on the same road. So, Ouch. Yeah. Well, I wanted to uh, update. There was another crash recently. Our very own flip flop. Oh, indeed. I heard about Who, this. So, I, yeah. So, Stan, if you didn't know, um, this is a kid who comes in. This, uh, he used to have a Rebel 250. Now he's. Is that the one there? 
Hmm? Was he just here? No. Okay. Um, and now he bought an old dual sport. I can't remember what it is. It's a it's a Honda XR. It's XL. an XL. Yeah, yeah, it's an XL two fifty. XL two fifty. Um, this kid pulls up on his Rebel two fifty with flip flops on. <laughs> Hence the, the name, name flip flop. <laughs> and of course, we like to give people heck about riding flip-flops and even i think i gave him a pair of boots because you stand donate a lot of stuff these are the kind of kids who show up and we're like yeah let me go grab some gear from in here here you go now have Um, gear we got duct tape and foam that'll work next time he showed up with crocs on so he had upgraded (laughs) (laughs) but we're not changing his name yeah um so he showed up today he's like oh yeah so yeah i kind of uh, crashed my bike so i took my last final and i was really excited i decided to go ride my bike of course you know i was wearing my flip-flops and shorts and a t-shirt and i forgot to put my helmet on and i hit the curb and well that's why i have this big scab on my head (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just like oh my gosh what do we do with these kids and i said so what did you learn from this he says well not really anything because i'm really okay <laughs> so yeah uh, you could change uh, his, his of new course, name is i'm okay oh to be, <laughs> to be young fortunately for him i noticed when he was here with his xl250 it had a bent fork and he ordered a new set of forks on ebay which he wants to come install but he goes well, i kind of messed my front wheel up now but i want to bring the bike down for you to check it out but um i also broke the clutch lever I was going to ride it down here just without the clutch, but maybe if you have a clutch lever, I can borrow them. Yeah. I saw, I actually saw him on the day that he crashed. I was, I was riding back home and this was at, I think it was probably like nine or 10 o'clock at night, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit later, actually. Um, He was on campus uh, trying to get to Porter college and I saw this bike, you know, on the uh, at the intersection, but I noticed the headlight wasn't on and it was only the backlight. <laughs> and I saw, you know, outline. And the only thing that I, I actually saw when I went past, I looked at it and I saw the blue and I think it's orange color of his tank. So I went around and I came back and I was like, hey, you know, like, what's, what's going on? He told me the, the story and then I helped him push his bike up. But I realized that... He, he managed to get it from, I think it was like the library to that point without a clutch lever. It's possible. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not safe. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. don't want to you ride through intersections in town. No, I, right. I say no. that having done that on Douglas's bike, but I figured I was the best of everyone in the group to ride a bike without a clutch. And that was his uh, DRZ, which was harrowing riding across town with beach traffic. But, um, then he came back um he, he when he got the clutch lever and he's like thanks i'm gonna go uh, put the saw and i'll bring the bike back oh i you know i don't i couldn't find my helmet i don't know where i put it i'll just ride down here without a helmet i said no you won't because no it's okay i've done it before <laughs> i said no you will not and i gave him one of the free helmets just an old three quarter in there but it's just like i don't know how to get through to him flip flop if you are listening right now Please wear your gear. Put your shit on, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a hard thing. It's something I've kind of learned over the years is that some people, you know, it. Granted, it's fun. I mean, it's for me. It's a big part of my life. But there are some people that just need to really evaluate 
whether yes. they should be doing this or not. Until like Homeboy gets seriously injured, I don't think you, that yeah. idea is going to be driven. Well, and, and I hate to know. see that. I yeah, hate and to it see sucks. No amount of injury. What the injury does doesn't just hurt them, but it hurts everybody around exactly. them. Exactly. Like in my case, it took, well, three hours, three and a half hours each way for family. Right. Because I was far away. Um, and then when they got there, no hotel rooms anywhere for a three-hour radius. Yeah. So they were basically stuck until about 6 a.m. the next morning trying oh. to figure out what to do, You're where to stay. You're an awful, awful person. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I have those thoughts. And so some of my gear choices are going to be for them. Yeah. Not so much for me. I mean, so, I'm, I'm fine. As long so as I can drink beer and life's good. So. There was another accident this weekend. And this is uh, the intro to a new segment called Popping Cherries. Oh, Knock's first time. That wasn't an accident. That was operator So error. I took Knock dirt biking yesterday. It was fun. Now, you have to understand that just the weekend before, we were riding on a vampire's ride, and uh, Knock rode his Superhawk six miles on a dirt road at high speed. This is a man who can handle a bike on dirt. On slippery conditions. But he's sure. never actually been on a dirt bike on dirt. So it's this is a new thing. Yeah. So uh, you want to give your review of uh, the trip, which you lasted a full three hours before you gave it a yeah, I was hemming three it first. hard hours. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, the day before, I was actually hemming and hawing about going because I don't know why. I still haven't figured out why I was hemming and hawing about it. Maybe it's because I knew I'd like it a lot. <laughs> so, so who talked you into doing this? Oh, of course she did. Because oh. we, we had scheduled that the Saturday. We had scheduled a ride down to Nepenthe to uh, you know grab an overpriced sandwich. Here, here's what's going on. Yeah. I'm getting because I got duped. So now I'm duping the next one in line because I got invited to a dirt biking trip and I loved it. And I had to buy a dirt bike and now I have to go dirt biking all the time. Damn them! Damn them for making me do that. So just I, I'm just going to turn around, around and. Dupe the next one. This whole dirt biking thing is a pyramid scheme. I don't know what anyone's getting it totally out of it. It totally is a pyramid scheme. But it is exactly a pyramid scheme. Like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, and you two are going to get dragged out one time, too. Yeah. Oh, I, so I, know. I know that I am. <laughs> so how'd it go for you? It was yeah. good. Um, I quickly found my limits. <laughs> how did you start? How did I start dirt biking? No, I mean, how did you actually start out? Oh, it started good. It was uh, it was good. Um, I was like, I crashed maybe like forty minutes into the whole it was ordeal. Tw- it was twenty. It was twenty minutes. Where 20 was minutes this? This was in Hollister. We're not Hollister. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Upper, lower. Well, I took them on lower. Kinda... No, we went all over. All over. Yeah. yeah. We did go do some hill climbs. That was another story too. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. Uh, the first uh, 10, 20 minutes, we did lower Hollister and. Uh, Lowerfield Road. Was was it called yeah. Lowerfield Road? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, you know, it was fun. It was I was following Liza, and I was doing good, and, and I was having fun. And I think I, whatever technique I kind of gleaned from watching her or just watching dirt bike footage, I kind of used oh, well enough. I, I put him on my bike, and I was using yeah. Tayward's bike. We, we, oh, so that he was on my XR two eighty. No. Oh, the I was riding his WR250. He rode my XR280. Yeah. So we're both on bikes that we are not used to. So yeah. I know to That's take fair. it easy. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, heck no. Heck no. <laughs> of Somebody course. else's. So I'm an ask idiot. Tayward. Every yeah. time he's borrowed mine, he always crashes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, sorry, man. And, and here, it's yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, like an idiot, I uh, found my limits far too quickly and. And, and this is when I said, here, I'll let you go ahead this time. Yeah, she goes, oh, you go ahead. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's let's go down this road I've never seen or ridden before and go <laughs> faster than uh, I should be going. 
And so I, I bomb into a turn like a badass with an ass end sliding out, not realizing that the turn is a kink, so there's a left and a right. And so oh. I, I bomb in, I go, oh, wait, this turn is turning now. And I try to counter steer, and that's just when I was over. So my view from behind yeah. was, there goes knock down a hill and into a right-hand turn, and I see the rear wheel go out and a plume of dust go up, because it's very dry there. Yeah. Just a plume of dust, and I see him almost like he's drifting around the I corner. I was drifting. And but, he disappeared you know. <laughs> around the corner, and I thought, holy heck, he, did he make it? And <laughs> and then I come around the, the corner, the and there the corner. he is Yeah, on the, on the other side. Side on the other yeah. side, I, I, I under the bike. <laughs> under the bike. I think what happened was I uh, he high sighted. I high sighted. He high sighted under. Yeah, because he tried to tried to do the. I tried to counter steer, right? And then like I guess the front end dug in, and most of your steering's rear wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I uh, the bike's on me, my legs like up to my ear basically, and I was <laughs> <laughs> two hundred pound dirt bike on top of me and Liza's looking at me like yeah, are you alright? I'm like yeah I'm okay I guess I get up trying to figure out if everything's okay and my knee starts hurting I'm going well here's here's the, the actual padding and then here's where the actual impact happened so so. He, was really, he was geared <laughs> so up but yeah. he kept finding the holes yeah. the chink in the armor every so every uh, the two crashes every time it was just the unprotected part so, making contact so here's a rule I found been doing this since I was little I, I yeah. had a uh, husky 450 right now nice um is wherever your gear ends that's where the damage zone starts yeah it, it doesn't matter what i've ever had over the years it always seems to find like when my knee cover went over the knee yeah i managed to get it just above the knee um or if yeah. i had a slight gap between my boot and the shin guard it managed to find the gap <laughs> so, you so, wanna, so that's just one of those truisms that yeah. you're either yeah, gonna have so to cover shitty, it all man. or figure yeah. out how to work around it so you want to exactly. describe your second crash Oh, the second crash. Oh, more. oh, yeah. This was. Let's let's go to a hill climb. Let's do no, a technical no. hill climb. This is when I said, yeah. "Are you ready to try something technical?" Yeah. This is a you know on the upper Hollister there's some smaller hill climbs. Yeah. Well, there's this one path that goes diagonally across the hill, and there are boulders and bumps as you go. So instead of going straight yeah. up the hill. You can go around and diagonally, but what happens is your bike is trying to go downhill as you're aiming uphill and it Gravity. keeps going sideways. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly there's a boulder to navigate. Well, what it, what it is is the path is dirt and then like three quarters of the way up, the dirt terminates and it turns into like a rocky cliff sort of slick surface. Yeah, rocks and, are the worst. Yeah, and so I think I was following Liza, which she did fabulously going up it. Uh, I just got caught in a wrong spot and I was just thrown off my bike and when I was thrown I didn't bounce I was just a completely inelastic collision and went <laughs> like it was just did you fall into the hill or down? I was into the hill. Okay. In, in and up, fortunately. Yeah, falling downhill is much worse. Yeah. I, always, I was, always try to make sure the bike goes down below you. Yeah. Yeah. I got that lucky, is. and uh, the bike kind of stuck where, where, where it stopped, and I was just thrown, and it was like a slap right on my hip, and I felt like I broke something. I'm sitting going, oh, what the fuck was this? <laughs> it just happened yeah. right now. So, had you, so. Uh, Hollister's funny in the sense that it's kind of like a ski resort, and it's, yeah. it's got little yeah. signs. Right. Did you notice any of the signs on these places? There were, you were, going? They were all blue squares. Yeah, yeah. but this is so. a um, not one of the actual paths. This yeah. is a uh, little, let's okay. go around the sideway path. Yeah, yeah. this is Eliza being a bit of a sadist, but yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I asked him, do you Are want you sure? to try something okay. technical? Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, 
no black diamond technical just no. off the beat it's short. technical yeah. yeah it was just yeah basically just me finding my limits and trying to sort out uh, all the stuff i've learned osmotically and trying to apply it <laughs> so then i so. got to stay at the i went back down the hill and for the next 10 minutes just sat there and watched him try and figure out how to get his bike off of this steep hill yeah <laughs> so like i'm like all right and that, that was so uh, how did you get down I, I kind of got the bike upright and just kind of wheeled it back down slowly and then backwards. And was, yeah, slow uh, with a with a clutch I think. Yeah, I figured that out. And then you um, put it in gear and use the clutch as a brake. And then uh, mm-hmm. halfway down, I think I, I turned the bike over and then it just pop started it. Pointed down downhill. Hill. Yeah. Pointed down, yeah. So that's one of the things I've learned is get your butt way out back. Yeah. Go, go point it downhill and just use the clutch as your or be brave and go for it. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. You'd be surprised how stable it gets once the wheels start turning. Well, yes, you could hit some seriously big bumps and they don't fall down. The yeah. problem was her suspension was bottoming out oh, like crazy. Wow. That's right. <laughs> I was just getting pounded. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. And then what did you post on Facebook? <laughs> uh, what did I say? I was like, oh, I went. Uh, I ate shit twice. <laughs> Dirt biking. Uh, Sixteen hundred milligrams of ibuprofen. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I forgot what I wrote. She has it somewhere. And then you said... Oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> no, I want a dirt no, bike. No, I this want is a, bullshit. Yeah, no, I want a dirt bike. This is bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, I got bit. Um, and, and that was like, I think was one of my primary concerns about going was I'd like it way too much. Now I have to... Ha! That's all I have to say. Ha! I just now I got another money pit I got to throw dollars into, you know? Yeah, and it's like, enough people getting out of it. Just, yeah. just hang around. Just hang yeah, around. That's, Keep your eyes open. Yeah. I got my bike for $500. Yeah, there you go. It was a good bike. It was a trusty so, steed. So one of the things I've learned about that stuff is the more suspension you have, the less painful it gets. Yes. Uh, so it doesn't really matter. Anything else. It, motor size and none of that stuff matters. I've had a YZ490. I've had all that stuff. Tayward's but bike suspension is, travel is key. Tayward's yeah. bike is painful for me because oh, it has a modern seat, which has, oh, no padding. Mm-hmm. And I have an old uh, 80s XR mm-hmm. with a thick padding. It's great so seat. Great. Terrible suspension. <laughs> yeah. oh, but I love so seat. So now, were you, when you were riding... Were you standing up or were you sitting down? I did um, some parts where I needed to stand up. I stood up and parts okay. where I was sitting down. I wasn't so, sitting down very often. Though. I find the older I get, the more I do it. Actually, sitting down is pretty much the exception. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I'm oh. standing up there floating most of the time. Yeah, the bike I, is bouncing all over the place and I, I am just you know, yeah, kind of was, floating above it. I was certainly conscious of trying to keep my feet loaded and use it as an extra pair of suspension units. Yeah, you know? well, it, there's that. Plus, yeah. what happens when you're standing, it kind of pivots around your foot pegs. Yes. And it, it effectively turns into more suspension travel by yeah. doing that. The bike can rock back and forth, and all kinds of terrible right. things can happen. Yeah, uh, up and, and down down laterally, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a couple of hill climbs where there were a couple of uh, whoops going up it. Yeah. And I charged it up, and I was off my seat, and I could feel the acid kind of fishtailing, yeah. but I felt totally in control. Mm-hmm. And I was just like using the ball of my feet to kind of just Now, steer if your butt it, was on it, you yeah, would probably been, have fallen. Yeah. Just because your butt is giving it that extra big input. Well, no offense. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> no, yeah. it's, that it would have given it a big input, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of cheap bikes... What? No, that was a horrible segue. Yeah. But cheap, speaking of cheap <laughs> Big bikes, and cheap bikes. it's now time for our Craigslist Porn Pick of the Week. Nice. So, Stan, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, every week we find a Craigslist ad that's under $500 to show okay. as an example done it, great right? deals that you can find on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the whole recycle thing here is we like to do everything cheap and just show that th- they are out there. But sometimes we pick holes in the deals and uh, see what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Especially the, yeah. 
I so, remember the salvage discussion. That was a good one. <laughs> what, is it more dirt or street? Yes. It, well, it could be anything. Yeah. And today, <laughs> I found a scooter. That's right, a, a scooter. scooter. We're really pulling it into the dark side now. Well, here's Ooh. the deal. This, this is <laughs> the deal. for scooters. This is a Honda Elite, a 1990 Honda Elite. I crashed one of those CH80 ones. <laughs> For forty dollars. You're kidding me. Forty dollars? Nice. Wait, where where is this? No, okay. that's that's a score. Nigeria. Dude. This is in Mountain View. <laughs> yeah. So here's the deal. Um, non running scooter used as a daily commuter before being parked in backyard two years ago. This is the number one thing. Ran when parked, yes. Yes. Yeah. All of them did. Top speed forty five miles per hour. I put in a new battery this week, but it will not start. Hmm. Starter turns over, but engine will not catch. Get it running again and you'll have a great scooter for almost free. Come with a truck or trailer and take it away. Price forty dollars to cover the cost of the battery. I'll take it's it. Basically it's got it two thousand eight hundred and fifty six miles. So the seat's in good condition. The lights and the horn work. Damage on left side from low speed crash in parking lot. Clean title and current registration. Ooh, the reg is big. Seems wow. legit. Yeah. So yeah, that could be way more than the value in a lot of cases. Yeah. That is a do you, that's a, just another people just want to get rid of it. They left it parked. You know it's going to be going through the carburetor. The gas. Mm-hmm. It's the gas system. It's yeah. The carburetor. I, I'll overlook or it. or, or it, could the the it could be the electrical system too. It could be the spark. Yeah. Uh, but if it's been sitting. You know you have to then clean the carb. Yeah, it, yeah then it's, it's probably carb. You get the varnish in there right away. Yeah, it's, that's exactly. a lot. You think these these kinds of engines too? You could just put vegetable oil to lubricate them. That's how <laughs> reliable these things are supposedly. Oh, you know, it's like a super cub almost. It seems like. Yeah, so elite, super cub with a funny back end. So that's yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm very interested in one of these. <laughs> Centrifugal drive. I don't need another bike, but I'd like to have one. Well, there you go. You can call them up. Yeah, get 40 it running. Bucks, flip it, it for three hundred, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Use the parts to pay for the other one you need to fix. So let's um, let's talk a little bit what we did today. So um, let's see. Well, I told you flip flops an idiot. Uh, I picked up my friend oh, Ben's so bike. Yeah, um, oh, it's from ninety. And I'm. And Nock and I were working on that. It's been sitting, so we're having to pull the carbs apart, and there's a leak coming out of it. We'd start the bike, and just the float balls would start dumping gas. Uh, But I think it's not the float balls. I think it's going to be the crossover. It's four carbs with a a fuel pump. It's off of a uh, 19-something Magna? Yeah. Kind of V4? Yes, a 19-something Magna. (laughs) (laughs) I remember those. V45, E65, and then they actually had a little one before that, too. Yeah. The the old VF500 was small. And then Zoe came by for a minute with her CBR and the exhaust almost falling off. The bolts that bolted to the frame at the back of the can had come out. Mm. So I just fabbed up some bolts and nuts, and while we were chatting, just bolted it back on. She's good to go. Cool. Just a good thing it didn't fall off like Megan's did a couple (laughs) weeks ago on the dirt. Now, James, you've been working on your bike, the CB550. I have. What did you get done today? Well, today I wired up a horn because that was something that uh, Mike actually never had on the bike, uh, and I figured it would be a uh, well. It's it's a nice thing to have. I you personally take them off of my bikes because I find it's a lot easier to go. Hey, you! No, it's it's a really an underrated piece of equipment. When it works, it's amazing. Because when I split lanes, I uh, I'd have my hand on the horn, and mm-hmm. most of the times it works. You know, but yeah. I mean, you're always going to have someone that isn't paying attention. Right. But use it preemptively, even. Sometimes I'll see some guy about to cross an intersection. I'll just beep, beep, beep. And, you know. I just yell. So, yeah. so I don't <laughs> even that, do that. that. Works well, it's, 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 it's too late. Yeah. yeah. I, it's I, too I late. And, and 
again, I've been commuting. I commuted to Scotts Valley to Facebook for six yeah. months. And I, before I work where I work now, I worked in Facebook off Menlo Park at mm-hmm. uh, Dumbarton. Um, when, when the best thing you hope for when you're splitting lots of lanes after many years of doing it is you don't want the person you're going by to do anything different than what they're doing exactly. now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, things like horns, flashing lights, you know, kicking their mirrors, whatever, makes them do things that are unpredictable. Yeah. So the lesson I've learned over the years is uh, try to be invisible because, first off, you are invisible. Yeah. Take advantage um, and then of stealth take advantage. Yeah. Take advantage. I mean, Definitely. sneak up on them and be past them before they even know that, like, what? You know, when they do the quick, like, what was yeah. that? You know, because people always go where they look. Their hands, you can see that. As yeah. soon as their head starts to turn, the hands move. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? As soon as their head moves, their foot moves. Yeah. I mean, you'll see that. It's uh, part of my postgrad was human factors in engineering, right? Yeah. And It's just basic physiology, it, well, right? Well, it's, yeah. It's the way you're wired that when the right side of your head does something, everything on your right side sort of follows suit unless right. you teach yourself to disconnect those. Mm-hmm. So you had a wire. Uh, w- oh, that's right. You found out it, the wire was not connected, or you had. A- well, there was actually never a horn. I, the bike is. It has an interesting electrical system. <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of wires that don't go anywhere, and then wires that just aren't connected. <laughs> wires that are connected to something, but you don't know what it is. They're just there for fun wires, right? Um, just remember, the blue and the orange are for turn signals. That's not the case on my bike. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they're for something else. They're for something else, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, turns out there was a wire going from the horn button uh, into the wiring harness. And I I cut open the entire wiring harness, basically. (laughs) Found the wire. It didn't have a cap or anything. It was just taped over. Uh, So, I put a little bullet connector on it and created the wire, uh, spliced it with another wire so I could have that wire going to the horn. The way that the horn circuit works is you have 12 volts uh, on the horn, and then when the button is pressed, it actually grounds. The There are two wires that go into the horn. One is the 12 volts, and the other is a ground. It only is grounded when the horn button is pressed. So you don't actually have two wires going through the horn button mm. creating right. a circuit. It's for saving money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that working. Um, and then I put on some new rear turn signals because one of mine was broken. You also spent a little time looking for something. Yes. <laughs> and I did not find it. <laughs> Man. So, um, so... 10-millimeter wrench? No. Oh, one that's a sub- separate subject later. It's pretty <laughs> close to that. <laughs> one of the, here's where we're going to get very... Um, Childish. So One of childish. The pranks we, so childish. <laughs> we like to play pranks a lot here. And um, one of the pranks that was getting played today was, and, and even though he st- still hasn't discovered, <laughs> and he I'm was sure so busy, he was just so busy trying to get a shit. Lucas done. is probably going to hear this podcast <laughs> and then immediately run. Lucas, <laughs> when you hear this, run out to your bike right now. You have cut out dick pics all over your bike that you are not aware of <laughs> i mean you're i guess you're aware of one you're aware of one but there are more including the There's one just one he, he took his wheels off to go to riches and get his tires changed right 
we had one put on the inside of his rear fender that was just a horrible picture. So when he put his wheel on, he would see this butthole. <laughs> and he was in such a hurry to put his bike together, he didn't I notice. Was, I was helping him put on his rear tire. And I didn't even see the butthole. I was just like too busy, and I can, I guess, you know. So. And there are more. Yeah. There are more. more. There, there are some there are he lot. will not find, and we will tell him in a couple months, and then laugh at him. <laughs> so so. Riches. So the same group of people that we are riding with on weekends yeah. every now and then. I always bring with me some of the hot pink leopard print duct tape, <laughs> uh, yeah. a few things like this. And many of the bikes end up with bits of that on the right-hand side, typically towards the front <laughs> of the fender. Nice. So this trip, we actually had um, Neff for Sheriff stickers all over the front right side of a f- couple few bikes that they went two days without noticing <laughs> They're advertised. Now, we were thinking that could be very bad because it apparent, turns out it was a very hotly contested sheriff <laughs> election. Yeah. And we figured it'd be just their luck to be pulled over by one of the other candidates who, would, yeah, no. walking up to the bike, would see this other sticker. And it would give them that much more help. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, so, so Rich was one of the victims of this, by the way. James was, was aware of this prank we played on Lucas. But then we played a prank on James and told him, did he find the one hidden on his bike yet? And there actually wasn't. No, there, there wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> I figured that there wasn't, but I wanted to be sure. You're still not sure, though. They're lying, and they might be lying. Well, if that's the case, it's so well hidden lying, that nobody's going to find lying. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a lot of that going on. <laughs> Lucas, keep looking. There's more. That's all, all right. I'm going to say. There was always. It was the formula. Dick plus one. There's always one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, Jake was here having fun today, too. She learned how to change the tube on the tire on the XL175. That's actually quite a skill. Yeah, I, I, I still don't like doing tubes. Yeah. So if you can do that, she's my a badass. Off. Yeah, she got the tire back on the yeah. rim by herself. That's cool. Or wow. I remember just yeah. helping you um, shoehorn those things off, which you know was all right. And we got a little sweaty, so we were doing it wrong a little bit, but for the most part. But then it's funny whenever you're working with somebody who's doing something for the first time, and you don't realize they're doing it for the first time because they've become quite competent at other things you've shown them. Yeah. I let her put the wheel back on by herself, and then I came over to check everything. And you know, it makes sense now. Um, she tightened up everything, including the chain adjusters, till that chain was so tight it was, was like no a guitar play. string. Yeah, because you would think that makes sense. She, I never. Yeah, yeah. Why would you, you just crank all this stuff up until yeah. it's yeah. absolutely tight? And it's like I realized. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. We've never taught her this, and, yeah. and so it's like it's not really a bless her heart little moment. She didn't know. It makes more sense to do it the way she did it. She was so, thinking logically when she did it. Yeah. Which is cool. Exactly. Yeah. But this again is how you learn. I just let people do stuff and yeah. then figure. Yeah. yeah. It See, part of part out. of learning this stuff is the is the. You think about what can happen or what what happens while you're moving. Yeah. Right? And that, and that takes some learning to go, wait a minute, while it's moving, is that holding still? No, it's not. Yeah. You're learning it's up and down. Yeah. Wow. You're, you're learning systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, really you're, cool. And you're learning patterns and stuff. It's yeah. like, whoa, if that moves, while I'm tightening this, and it moves because I made it too tight, what happens if it tries to move and yeah. can't? 
it could break or bad things could happen. Yeah, yeah. I think I was uh, briefly explaining to her why that thing needs to be loose and how pivots and all that business. So. Well, it can be tight. It, it can actually be. can be if it you can got be everything. Too tight. Yeah. You got all. You got this the counter shaft sprocket swinger pivot and rear axle all in a line yeah you can be pretty close to tight when it's in that position right so otherwise no i want to cover one more topic we're we're running out of time but we've got a little time left and i'm looking at you two over there yes you two james and mason <laughs> because um the the way this garage is set up people come here to work on their bikes to get help just to have companionship and to use all the tools i have collected but something that's happening more and more is people are calling me in off days saying, hey, I, I have to fix something. Can I come down and borrow your, your wrench? Or uh, can I come down and borrow your multimeter? Or, you know, and so I've decided there are certain core tools that everybody should own. So, so you two, what tools do you have already of your own? Uh, I got a... a uh, it's a 263-piece Craftsman mechanic set. Oh, nice. Because nice. I work at Sears. So. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell and us I, everything that's in that, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's no got... Kidding, kidding. Let's see. It's got uh, deep sockets yeah. in standard inch and metric all the way from 10 up to an inch. Uh, in uh, quarter-inch socket, uh, three-eighths drive and the half-inch nice. drive. So you're actually using your standard. They're not just bearing drivers. They're, you have a like American, American metric or American standard bolts that you're working with. Well, not on my motorcycle. Yeah, I was say, they're, they're really yeah. awesome bearing drivers. But uh, <laughs> um, I think I think everybody needs to at least have a three-eighths drive socket set. Yeah, James, I think do that's you have really one? important. Well, I, I have a forty-nine piece little Craftsman kit. Great. Um, sockets, a couple of wrenches. I bought an adjustable wrench as well, you know, crescent wrench. Good. good, um, good. You guys are the responsible people. Vice grips. <laughs> vice grips are awesome. Yeah, yeah they are. Yes and yeah. no. Well, they it depends can be on the use. Used. Right. Yeah. Um, I have several multimeters. Uh, good. I have none. That, that's the exception. <laughs> okay, that's put that exception. on your list, Mason. Yeah. Multimeter. So, battery so charger is also very helpful. You can get battery a, charge, a, yes. a, a, a usable multimeter for the kind of things you got to do here for like 10 bucks or less. Exactly. Even cheaper. Uh, Harbor, Harbor Freight. Freight yeah. <laughs> Harbor yeah, Freight exactly. actually has pretty good uh, multimeters. Um, they're like two or three bucks. Sometimes they're even free. That's um, exactly my point. All these basic tools that I want everyone to have are things that. You can buy five, ten, twenty dollars. Mm -hmm. You can get Craftsman, but you can also go to the bargain bin at most hardware stores, or go to Harbor Freight, mm -hmm. or even a flea market. Flea market, yeah. exactly. Um, let's also talk about screwdriver. Yeah, I like the one, uh, the one that has all the bits in it. The you know the, the four way. Yes, yeah. the four way. Yeah, long um, or short. So mm -hmm. if you only have one. The, the little uh, L-shaped and T-shaped ones are handy where they have like a number one, two Phillips, number one Phillips. Mm -hmm. Right. On not only oh, right, right. but angled because there are many times when right. if you only could have one, that one little H-shaped tool is it, dirt cheap and it takes care of everything. Right. It's mm -hmm. not the easiest. Like if you're spinning a screw like 400 turns into um, an over-tightened chain or something or whatever. It's mm -hmm. it's not so good, but yeah, thirty bucks will get you everything you need. It. Um, yes, battery charger. You said I get people all the time asking they come down and charge your battery. In you fact, did, I, I did that. You did yeah, that recently, and I'm like, <laughs> just go buy one, please. And so I did. You can and get actually a really good one for twenty, thirty dollars. Yeah, I, I bought mine for twenty bucks at uh, 
at uh, I think it was O'Reilly. It was on sale. That's all you need. Yeah, you know, yeah. IC controlled, so it's it's yeah. not just a dumb charger. Pliers, just because they're pliers, they're used for so many things, and again, they're cheap three yeah. four or five dollars mm-hmm. needle nose pliers so which handy. have the wire cutter on it and that in a pinch if you're good can be used as wire strippers yeah right yeah well, I, I always carry a leatherman in that my jacket. is that is exactly. another thing yeah. um it's very important i always carry one in my jacket too um yeah, actually i have uh i have probably i'll say it's probably two pounds worth of tools in a little pouch mm-hmm. uh, no matter what i ride i just bring it with me because mm-hmm. you never always know what and what's funny is when I'm riding with groups of people, it's gotten to the point now where four or five of the people know that I've got this pouch. So anytime <laughs> we pull over, it's like, hey, can I borrow your, you know, Leatherman? That's mm-hmm. one of the things I got in there. Hey, uh, can I borrow that multimeter? I've got a little $8 Radio Shack yeah. multimeter that's half the size of your wallet, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, it's like, wait a minute. I mean, this was easy <laughs> for me to get. You're just, I'm, I'm glad I brought it for you, but ultimately I might not be here the next time you want now, it. I know most of the people who probably listen to this podcast are people like us who have a lot of tools. But the point being for for us on this side of the room, the older generation here, who you know me- can mentor younger people, I, I'm feeling like I need to start preaching a little bit more to people about get these tools. But so, we should make the list. We should make a little list, yeah. little card, just you standards. Know, leave yeah. some a pile of piece, pile of these lists somewhere around here. So when somebody comes over and say, hey, if you're going to be doing this for a while, here, here's a list of things you can go start working on finding. And you I'm know, not trying to get rid of bill. people. People are still no, welcome no. to come down here. But I, I think that once you learn how to do a lot of stuff yeah. on, your, on your bike and your car and your home, well, it these all carries are, over. So, so Liza, let me yeah. ask, are any of these people pushing their bikes over here to borrow the tool? I've seen. I, it has happened, Well, man. James is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't what to borrow the tools. Lately? <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I, I would think if they're pushing it over here to borrow a tool, it's like, gosh, if I would had it, I could have saved pushing it, you know? Yeah. I, I don't like pushing stuff. Um, Especially I, uphill. Well, all of these things are are things that are not just useful for bikes, no. but they're useful for many other things. So you should invest in them anyways. Yeah. Well, Humans evolve with tools. It's good to and, have. Or ask your parent to buy it for you. Exactly. Put it on your Christmas list or whatever. You'd be amazed. Exactly. You'd be amazed. Oh, My daughter, then, uh, she's really oh, good with a lot of this stuff. The fold-out Allen wrench. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. those are handy. Yeah. The fold-out Allen wrench set. Um, anything else you guys can think of? Uh, flashlight. Mm-hmm. Good with those little cheap $2 LED flashlights. I have one of those ones that you so wear on your head. Where I couldn't quite see it. And I don't want to get into emergency kits because we've yeah. had conversations about that and we'll continue to have conversations about tools to have in your emergency mm-hmm. kit. I'm just talking about for people just getting into riding. Or, or there are people who ride and don't wrench. But Why? if you have these Why? basic tools... <laughs> You can do so much with them. And it's I think freedom. if you own a car or motorcycle, you should own these basic tools. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's all things part of Things are going to need adjusting. It's part of the freedom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, riding, for me, is a big freedom thing. And without the tools, it means I'm not free anymore. For mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I need to use something, and I'm now tied to something. Ooh, I know. You, Mason, what's on sale at Sears right now? Any well, actually, good deals? Yeah, there, there's a lot of good deals. Um, I've got a Father's Day sale. <sighs> There's a lot of stuff. Too? There's actually a, a 
a, a 540 piece mechanic set nice. on sale for a thousand bucks. Well, I think it's a lot of most <laughs> of our range. Two bucks a tool. <laughs> yeah. That's not too bad. You get a lot though. Yeah. Uh, that's like a, that's like the biggest set thing. we have. You should, we should come in with the uh, what's on sale at Sears <laughs> segment. <laughs> yeah. The, the applicable what's on sale at Sears. But, Who's uh, going to buy that giant Kefir? I, I won't. Did we there there was a guy that wanted one today. Really? Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll walk out with it. Uh, you know, a thousand bucks out the door, no tax. You know, I'm like, what? You just want me to give you free money? You know? Like, mm-hmm. No. <laughs> but uh, no, th- there's a lot of good stuff on sale. Um, we actually had some like just standard, like I said, the the three eighths socket sets, like twelve piece with the with the wrench for like ten bucks. Craftsman, you know. Right on. They're, they're pretty good with their warranty too. If you go in there and you don't have cheater marks on your uh, <laughs> on your on your drive sockets, in, yeah, I mean, right, we'll yeah, it doesn't work or whatever. You just yeah. get a new one. Yeah, and if I, they don't I'll, have one there, they'll give you something similar. I'll be. I'll admit, I found broken ratchets on the side of the road and gotten new ones because of that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're craftsman. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. It's a good way to find Shyster. tools. But, <laughs> I mean, it was a terrible way to find tools. But you know, when you're stuck on the side of the road, you're thinking, "Gosh, somebody else was stuck at the same spot." So yeah. here's another great segue. Speaking of Sears, Mason, did you know that on June 29th, we're all going to be over in the Sears parking lot in Capitola, really, for the bikes on the bay uh, motorcycle time. event. Awesome. Yeah. It's a classic bike show, swap meet, stunt show, all that. So, so are you buying a booth? Yeah. So the recycle crew will be there. We'll have some of our bikes show off. We'll have some of our swap meet and some of our recycle swag, motorcycles and misfits, t-shirts. Look for the banner. It'll be there. Awesome. So, yeah, if you're in the Bay Area, come on down for the classic bikes. I think that... Barry is going to be showing his oh, yes, it's the, no he won two years ago with that or um, no he just finished up a oh shoot he was just here with it it's a uh, oh Moto Guzzi it's a Moto Guzzi he just what, finished a Moto Guzzi yes uh, oh it was Eldorado a Benelli was it a Benelli no, it was, no I think it was a Benelli it might have been the Benelli. It was a Benelli. It was a Benelli. Weird Italian ones. Yeah. Well, this we is when he's up. just finishing up. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was a Benelli. So he'll be showing that. Uh, so it's a good time. So I think that's it. Um, yep. Stan, I want to thank you for coming out with all your arm braces and slings and scabs <laughs> and band aids <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's just, busted yeah. up gear. It looked like a real biker share. man. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, uh, sitting here with my flip flops, shorts, and white <laughs> shirt. Yeah, real biker. <laughs> I know that I, I try not to be too hypocritical because I myself have ridden in shorts and tank tops. Oh, ditto, ditto. You know, and, and now we preach wear gear all the time. It's like, I don't do it, but yeah. So, so three weeks, right? Current condition, current age. Um, when I was younger, I'd probably mm-hmm. be all healed by now. Yeah. So, so the difference for me, the older I get, the slower I heal. So the more I, time I spend making sure I don't have to heal. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, I don't like healing time. For example, I'm off the bike from Memorial Day through almost August probably. And it's no fun. It, really it totally sucks. Yeah, it is. You're watching everybody else. And <laughs> oh, it's like, God. Oh, I know so that feeling. I, like today, I followed Rich and Tayward and uh, Dean and some other people. I went right up to that uh, that Buddhist meditation center off of Summit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I was in the car. I was yeah. chasing him in the car. I'm thinking, this, this so sucks. <laughs> Especially on a bumpy road like Mount Wait, Madonna Road. Wait, you didn't road. want to go on the back of the bike? 
can't do it. Can't really wear the jacket and stuff uh, with the yeah. arm the way it is. That's right. So, and it's really hard. It's bad enough picking a line on a crappy road like that with a single track, but try try doing that with two sets of wheels, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's just no way you can avoid all the bumps. And it was like by the time I got up there, I was pretty. I was not very comfortable. And that goddamn A pillar. Every time I'm in a car, I look at like the A pillar of a car, and it's just like I'm right. missing out so I get a much. Stiff neck mm-hmm. trying to dodge it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't quite see that. around it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing the chicken neck. Yeah. Yep. But at least in a car, you can make the tires squeal. You can can watch Netflix if you want, too. I actually, I mean, now we're kind of getting off subject, but uh, years ago, I had a um, Fiat Spider 2000 convertible that I had rebuilt the suspension and put Weber carburetor and did all this stuff. And I would go up into the hills and just ride it. I also, at the same time, had a Ducati sport bike. And I would take that carp and, the, and just carve the hills just like I would on my Ducati. And I would be squealing around and I'd be looking down over the cliff's edge as I'm going around a corner. And I thought, I'm going to kill myself in my car because I feel like I'm safer than oh, yeah, I am on my motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yet I can easily skid right. If I take this corner just a little faster, I'm going to skid right down the hill. No one will even know I'm, I was here. Yeah. And I... It, it, it kind of shocked me how much. I'm safer on a bike. Yeah, I'm much more conservative. I was taking on a bike more risks in the, in the car than I do on my motorcycle. Yeah, do you remember the one about there was a couple in a Miata down towards Chesbro? They were stuck down the hill. They had done that. They spun off. They were they were down a hill in a ravine for like a day and a half. Oh yeah. wow! Same thing. Felt yep. comfortable. Da 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 da. Well, you know, obviously they didn't. I think they both survived, but they were very different people afterwards. Yeah, bet. Well, so, I think it's said. time to wrap it up, and thanks for everyone for coming. So, um, we've now shortened the the outro. If you'd like to reach us, just go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. All the links are there. But if you would like to email us uh, and you want to just type it in right now, recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. Why are you looking at me while you're saying that? <laughs> because I'm wondering if you remember me. what it is. <laughs> of course I don't. What, what are you talking about? Well, and, I, I remember it now. I actually read it the other day. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, if I had to actually try to write that down, I would misspell it immediately. Yeah. Well, that's why I say just go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com and you can just click the link there. And I've gotten a few more emails from people people um joshua chang hey how you doing i know you're only on episode 16 as i get this email so you got a lot of catching up so one day you're gonna go hey that's me (laughs) (laughs) i don't know when that will be and uh jesse thanks for sending me the link to the erzberg rodeo i had that plane rodeo yeah no idea what it's like a a dual enduro it's a hair scramble hair scramble in a quarry with steep hillsides. Yeah. In this part of the world? No, it's uh, in uh, No, but it's a Red Bull event. I can okay. forward the link to you. Erzberg. Um, or, or just put it on the Erzberg, Erzberg, on yeah. page. Yeah, or yeah. Um, page I, that's half the guys like fall out because the first part of the thing was a giant hill climb. Okay. And like half of them just are, they can't even make it halfway up the hill. So. Yeah, so that that was really cool too. Thank you for sending me that. I, I played it in the garage on loop a couple times today. It's pretty epic. So we're out. This is Liza. This is not Stan. This is James. Yo, it's Mason. Yo, we out. All right, cool, cool.